Hey. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. I did get the link that you were talking about mental health stuff. That's the topic of the night, yeah. One thing that I'm like really trained with in regards to mental health is suicide prevention. Well, I mean, you and our other guests are here to talk about it. So would you like to introduce yourselves? Um, hi, I'm Amber. I'm not giving out my last name for personal reasons. Um, who's the other person? What's going on, y'all? Y'all know me. I was uh, here a couple times last year. Uh, I'm Casper. And today oh, we'll be talking... <laughs> you, We all know each other. <laughs> yes, yes we do. But today we'll be talking about mental health issues. Would you guys want to open it up or should I start off the podcast talking about a mental health issue that everyone's suffering at this moment? You go on ahead. It's your, it's your show. Go for it, boss. Oh, I, know, I know Casper knows how the show works. The yeah. show normally works with, I normally ask questions or you ask me questions. We continue to show like that and then we'll have our own conversations. Is that all right with you, Amber? Yeah, that's fine. Well, fun fact about mental health issues. Did you know... Uh, 80% of people right now have either a health issue or depression. Sounds about accurate, especially considering we've all been essentially isolated from each other due to the pandemic. And humans, by nature, are supposed to be social creatures. And if you take that away, it affects the brain. It's not just that either. It's um, a lot of things with like specifically um, one of the big things is a lot of people, a lot more people in my generation are focused, are suffering from it as well um, because be, not just because it's becoming more common, but there are more ways out there to identify it. So it's easier to identify and try to help those that are going through issues. Um, so like people in my generation have, um, you know, the pandemic, we've lived through so many different things that have gone on, you know, I'm, I'm almost 30. So we've seen, you know, the people that are 30 are, have gone through, you know, um, they've gone through the, the eighties and nineties, the two thousands where we had, you know, the terrorist attack, nine 11, we had, um, 2000, 2010, um, there was, if I remember right, 2000 or the 2010 years, um, there was economic instability. Now we're hitting 20, the 2020s where there's even more economic instability, uh, instability and the pandemic and so much, so much more. 
and I've been researching this. I figured out with 80% of people with depression, 30% of them commit suicide every day. Like there's at least five a day happening. And I've been reading about how to prevent it. Do you guys have any idea how to prevent it? A, a lot of it is um, having support systems. If if you have the time, you can Google um, the sources of strength wheel. And I can actually pull that up on my computer right now and read off what the sources of strength wheel is. It's essentially um, a pie chart that lists like things that people not go through with the act of suicide, and it's like having me. mental health supports, family supports, positive friends, mentors, healthy activities, medical access, spirituality, generosity is on there too, but that's like how you define generosity versus how someone else would define it. So I like to think of it as acts of kindness. Doing good makes your heart feel good, makes you less sad. So I actually learned that through uh, my suicide prevention group that I was a part of when I was in my early 20s, a few years ago. Uh, do you mind sharing the story, or is it too personal to share? Um, in my early 20s, I was part of an LGBTQ allied group that um, was participating in a local art program that was focused on both helping prevent suicide by giving suicidal prevention training and getting LGBTQ art up in a local museum. So it was a collaborative between the university where in my hometown and this LGBTQ group. And essentially we learned that um, Teens in the LGBTQ community who don't have family support or who have homo homophobic parents will start to feel like they don't belong. So they'll either run away from home or they'll complete suicide. And the idea behind the classes was to learn how to see the signs and how to help people and when to reach out to specialists. Because as teens or young adults in that group, we weren't all expected to be able to um, help. Did we lose her? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if she can hear us or not. Uh, 
Which give her a break because it sounded like it was a heavy topic for her. Uh, Amber, are you still there? Uh, I don't hear her anymore. Do you, Casper? I do not. Uh, are you typing on your computer, or is that her? Uh, I just messaged her on computer. Uh, should we continue on uh, and, like, you know, continue on with the thing, or do you want to wait for her for a bit? Um, we can continue. I'm fine with continuing on, and then when she comes back, we can open it back up to her. All right. Uh, we were talking about the depression, like suicide rates. I don't, I know I'm the one who went into it because they were connected hey, in the sorry. research. Sorry. You're all right. All good. All right. Internet cut out. Uh, I'm currently using my phone. So my phone probably locked and it cut the um, screen, which um, cut the call. Uh, understandable. That happened to me the first couple times that I was on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Casper, remember that's what happened last year when I did a podcast with your charity stream? Um, yeah, I, I do, actually. Um, and uh... That's the problem with this podcast. Uh the problem is when you're on your phone, if you go to your lock screen, it locks you out of the chat. Yeah, so I'll have to keep, like, touching the screen to prevent that from happening. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, would you like to continue on, Amber, or would you like Casper I or I to... I was cut out. So, uh, you were talking about the art and how, uh, as adults, you're expected to, and then you cut out there. Yeah, um, as young adults, we were ex we were not we were not necessarily expected to stop directly, but we were supposed to learn the signs so that we could help slowly coax them back, or if they were too close to the precipice or the edge of wanting to end their life, we'd have to know who we could trust to reach out and help pull them back if we didn't have the energy to help them in that moment. And, some, and even with learning the signs, it's entirely possible to miss them. I... Everyone in my family did not see notice any of the signs. I did not notice any of the signs when my aunt actually committed suicide this past month. I, I am sorry to hear that. 
the I think another thing that's important to remember as well is that even if you do see the signs of someone showing depressive states or depressive moods or something like that, it does not necessarily mean um, that they will commit suicide, but that so don't automatically jump to that conclusion if you see those um, because you don't want to make something worse by jumping to that conclusion and automatically going there, you know, then to, um, so sometimes the best help that you can be do is just let it be, you, you know what I mean? Um, there's, there's different ways of helping different people in different situations and things like that. If you think that somebody is in danger of suicide from their depression or something like that, do what you can to help. But if you notice that somebody's just depressed and, um, you know, if you talk to them and you don't get the feel like they're suicidal and they just need to let be, let them be, let them try to work through it themselves. They will come to you and ask help as long as you make sure that they know that you're still there. So, yeah. And that, that said, sometimes they like in regards with my aunt, there was not going to be any way of stopping her because she didn't let anyone know she was for the last couple of times I saw her she was fine she was dealing with some major life changes but it it happened anyway and it it sucks and I'm currently worried about her sons because specifically her older son because statistically someone who's um lost someone to suicide that they were very close to has a slightly higher percentage chance of um taking their own life or attempting to so especially if they have um various levels of neurodivergence or depression. Uh, sorry, uh, say it. Um, people who have lost someone to suicide have a higher chance of wanting to commit suicide. I don't remember the exact percentage, but it makes them it makes them more prone to it, especially if they have um, mental health problems like a neurodivergency or depression. Oh, well, I know the best thing we can do as people when we notice it is you know just like you, what what like you guys said, just talking with them can always help showing them. The, Friendship and other stuff like that, someone to lean on. And one of the other things I kind of want to mention here real quick is that if you are in a depressive episode and someone reaches out to you, be careful not to push them away. Be careful not to distance yourself too far. You know, I don't, none of us want to see somebody 
you know, somebody's name come up in the papers, just get that call that, you know, hey, such and such committed suicide or anything like that. None of us want that, even if we barely know you. You know, we, there are a lot of people that will care for you and things like that. And the few people that, the, the people that do reach out to you, whether you barely know them or not, are just checking in on you, making sure you're okay. And if you notice the little details, you barely ever notice people are trying to help you, but look at how me, you, and like Casper, Amber, and I, we we barely know each other and we helped each other so much. I know they're the reasons why I haven't done anything dumb yet. <laughs> oh, I won't do it anymore, but I know they saved my life. I, I have to thank them a lot. My sister literally saved my life. I had actually attempted suicide when I was younger. And she got my mom to get me to the hospital and get my stomach pumped. Then they put me in one of those hospitals where they keep an eye on you to make sure you're not going to cut yourself with the safety scissors. My sister and later on my daughter had become my main reasons to not let those thoughts win, so to speak. I know and, with... Oh, sorry, Casper, I'll let you go. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you know, in, in that situation, there are, you know, she has picked something very major, but... There's all sorts of different things that people can choose to live for. Um, One of the things that I know um, some people that I have talked to were like, you know, they they brought themselves out of it and didn't commit because who's going to take care of their plants? Who's going to water? Who's going to feed their dog? You know, hey, there's there's a TV show I'm going to miss tonight. You know, they just stupid simple things like that you know so some people some people do it out of sheer pettiness to get back at the world for what's going on to them Mm -hmm. don't think that you have to have a major reason to for something like that you know if even if it's just something as simple as i'm gonna miss that i'm gonna miss, miss the new song from an artist that i really like Oh, you know, who's, who's going to feed my dogs? You know, e- even something as simple as that can change your whole outlook on it. The little things in life does matter. Like Casper said and Amber said, we understand the struggles that goes on in the world. If you guys agree. I, I do. Yeah. And well, what um, would you guys recommend our viewers or our listeners to do if they're struggling through this right now? As I mentioned with the sources of strengths wheel, um, if you have positive friends, uh, people you look up to, family that you trust, talk to them about it. You honestly, a lot of the time, 
it'll it'll just be someone that you can tell the things to and getting it out might help you brainstorm how to get past it. And if you're in a position where you can get mental health access, you can talk to a therapist and or a peer support and they'll be able to help you out because especially in regards to the peer support specialist they've been through some shit so they they might understand what you're going through and if you can't afford to reach out and get help you know 100% professionally 100% of the time you know therapy things like that call the suicide prevention number call you know call your mom honestly as dumb as that sounds call and just talk to people you know just reach out to somebody and you don't even have to tell them what's going on you don't have to mention you know that you're thinking about that just you know reach out to somebody that normally makes you smile Uh, Mind if I share a story about that? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I know Sunday I did something dumb due to this issue we're talking about now. I needed someone to talk to, but my girlfriend wasn't available. And uh, I kind of broke the law by trespassing and trying to sit in her car, trying to get things through. I'm just saying... If you need someone to talk to, make sure they're okay with talking with you as well. Because don't push boundaries. That's one way people push loved ones away, if you guys agree. (laughs) Yes, that's why I said mentioned that you don't have to necessarily say what it is about or why you need to talk to somebody. Just talking to somebody that can make you smile or make you laugh because it's... There's an old saying, laughter is the best medicine. And, you know, you can hide your sadness behind a laugh. You can hide your depression behind a laugh. You can hide all this stuff. But people that will try to make you laugh, people that will try to make you smile and things like that, normally they can get a genuine one from you. So, you want to stay on this topic or would you like to talk about another mental health issue that people struggle with? Um, I'm okay with either. I'm how, whatever, man, I'm here long for the ride. Hmm. What is one mental health issue that you notice people have but they don't that people don't talk about as often? Um honestly I've noticed that a lot of the people that I've been around haven't had their bipolar diagnosed properly or the fact that they aren't able to actually get diagnosed on whatever mental health problem they have because 
of like either financial or time crunch reasons they haven't been able to set time aside to actually get their diagnoses so that they can't so they can't really treat it and it affects them by causing them to go down paths that might not be the best for them. Um, one of the other things that like people don't talk a whole lot about and you don't really realize it until you have you get that diagnostic um, kids with ADHD um, there's a lot of people with you know they don't think that ADHD is a mental health issue and it it is <laughs> It really is. And it's not so much for the... Um, it's not so much for the... The ADHD part of it. But there are so many things that it can, can cause. Like, so for instance... Um, here recently... Um, last... So two weeks ago... I misplaced a headset that I have. I have the Samsung Galaxy Pod, the Galaxy Pods Pro, and I set them down somewhere. I put them on my toolbox. My fiance came to see me at work one day for lunch. She moved them. They went into my toolbox. I pulled them out and put them somewhere. I could not remember where I put them, and I'm starting to freak out because it's an $80 headset. Well, now, with us, you know, we're not we're not well off enough to be able to be misplacing, you know, $80 worth of stuff. We're not hurting. We're just not well off. So, to me, then, that it goes, you know, so a big part of that is, if for the ADHD side of it, is my object permanence. I have almost no sense of object permanence. If it is not out in my line of sight, if it is not in my hand, if it is not... You know, where I can see it 100% of the time, it does not exist to me, essentially. Um, so I, you know, moved my headset. I put it somewhere. And I could not find it for a week. Could not find it. Could not find it. We, My fiance was looking everywhere that she knew that I would normally put it. I'm looking everywhere thinking, okay, what did I do with it? I could not remember. I actually looked at it and moved it seven different, five or six five to seven times trying to figure out where it was and I just could not find it. And so I started freaking out about it and it starts affecting me mentally, starts making my mood go down, starts making me angry. And then little things are making me angrier. And, you know, my fiance is calming me down because she can see it. And so finally I'm just like, you know, okay, I've accepted that it's gone. And then my coworker found it. And he's like, hey, man, here you go. Here's your stuff back. I'm like, right on. Asked him where he found it. He told me. I'm like, dude, I looked there. And so now that, you know, it kind of comes back to the, okay, well, why didn't I see it when I moved it? What's wrong with me that I couldn't see it? Nothing wrong. Just, you know, I couldn't see it. <laughs> yeah. So you're telling us that you're secretly a t- <laughs> no, it's it's not even a, it's not even secretly a T Rex. It's just 
it, it happens with anything, dude. Like, if it doesn't make noise, if it doesn't move, if it doesn't, if it's not in my line of sight, there's just nothing there. So, your struggle with that. I was diagnosed with autism and ADHD, and I have mm-hmm. the same issue. Uh, but I misplace a, my $300 phone half the time and I, I have timers on the thing so I can actually find it. <laughs> yeah. Um, l- luckily my phone's normally in my pocket or something like that. And I always have it on loud. So if I sit it down and I can't find it, it just takes a simple call from somebody else's phone. So. Yeah. I, I, I am also autistic and. Honestly, a lot of the times I've, from what I've read and learned in my own personal life is people with neurodivergencies who aren't able to get treatment for their neurodivergencies are a lot more likely to get like other mental health problems later on down the line. And it, it sucks that that's actually a thing that happens. But yeah, part of it is catching it early. But how can you tell when it's a when a child's high functioning autistic versus hype versus just really interested in something, or if someone has ADHD or is just high on sugar. Like well, and it's not even just that. Like a lot of kids nowadays, you know, a lot of a lot of doctors will prescribe kids as ADHD. Well, they're not always ADHD. Sometimes they're literally just kids. My exactly. my 2-year-old has the attention span of a goldfish. He will see something be playing with it and something else will catch his eye and he'll immediately drop it. Um so for those that know I have um, I have my own discord server um, I believe yesterday I posted photos I actually did not post them I meant to um, my son got a hold of my magic cards I am a very big avid magic player um, I used to play in tournaments and I have decks that sit in lunch boxes well, I left them out and forgot to put them away, you know, out of sight, out of mind. They were behind some stuff. So I thought I had closed them up and he wasn't going to be able to get in. Well, he got into them and just dumped them everywhere. So my fiance comes in and says, hey, buddy, what you got there? Daddy cards. Okay, well, you know, don't mess with those. Okay, you, you need to put them down. Okay, one second, dumps the deck box that he has out. And gets up and just walks away. Just leaves him alone. Just done. He's done. He doesn't care anymore. They've lost his interest. Like, I mean, like that. Just flick of a switch. And that's not because ADHD. It's because he's two. He doesn't have that attention span yet. I feel bad because I was almost going to laugh at that and, like, from an outside perspective, it's kind of funny because. Kids... Oh, I I made a TikTok about it. Like I, it was hundred percent hysterical. Like it, it sucks because I had to pick them all up. They weren't all sleeved. Some of the decks that were sleeved, 
having the same sleeves as another one. Like I was missing two cards and I had two extra cards and I just, I just moved some stuff around. So everything has the right amount of cards. I think I'm still missing two cards, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. So we'll find out later, <laughs> but it, it's, it's very funny. It's not, you can laugh. It's <laughs> Oh, someone who's listening to us live right now has a question. Okay. All right. They are asking uh, Dear Amber and Casper and Hamlet's questions, what would you recommend us do? Because I live in a low poverty area and I can't afford health care. And my parents are trying as hard as they can, but they work three jobs and they can't afford health care for me. What would you recommend me to do? So if you and were their name is Amy. If you were suffering from depression and need somebody to talk to, um, there are numbers out there that you can find. I don't know exactly what they are off the top of my head. Um, um, if you are having I suicide... Send, uh, I can send a link to the phone numbers for... Um, for suicide prevention hotlines, I have them post. I have the, it posted in one of my Discord servers that I'm a part of as well. Um, I'm gonna. Um, I would send that to Ham and let him post those in the comments yeah, or was, in the description of the podcast. To, I was gonna send that to him via Discord. Yeah. Um. But I would reach out to one of those services. Um, some of them are 100% completely free. There are some that would cost, but not much. I don't know exactly which ones are which, but I know that the suicide prevention one is 100% free. Um, if you just need somebody to talk to to get something off of your chest, talk, reach out to a friend. Just be like, hey, I need to talk. Can you just listen? You know, sometimes just having somebody that can listen, you know, and tell them what you need. If you need to talk to somebody and have answers, let them know that you need answers. If you need somebody to just talk to and just listen to you, make sure that that's clear. Um, it's very... It's difficult for me to say because I don't have... I have the outside view. So I can tell you what you should do, but and I know that it's easier said than done for you. But yeah. Well, as I mentioned with the suicide prevention stuff, the sources of strength, having positive friends is yes, definitely something that can help with depression and your friends don't all have to be in person. You can join a Discord server like what I like what Pam Casper and I have done. It's it they don't all have to be um friends that you've met in person and one of all... my closest friends lives an entire state away and I have never met him before. And just knowing that you have, like, the support of friends will help with getting it through the, getting through the day, even when, like, your depression is, like, really 
hitting you hard. And they also have like free apps, I think, that might help with um de- with uh finding a therapist that you can talk to for free. They it's technology's making a lot of stuff easier and harder for mental health these days. Um, one of the other things that I would say as well is that, um, talk to your parents a hundred percent. You never know what's going to happen. Um, being a parent myself, if one of my kids came to me saying that they were having mental health issues, if we didn't have the money to get to a therapist right away I would make it happen it would not matter what it took I would make it happen or if there's something else that you need talk to your parents Uh, another person by the name of Henry Stickman uh, underscore zero zero three uh, is asking how long have you guys uh, studied this and if it's your first time uh, learning about it where would you recommend us to go for research I was first diagnosed um, with ADHD and depression before they diagnosed me with autism back when I was around um, middle school age so about early preteens and so a lot of what I've learned was through my own experiences but my official suicide prevention training happened when I was a young adult in my early 20s and I was lucky that even with the kind of crappy relationship I had with my mom she still made sure that I got mental health of course she was able to get it because we were dirt poor and living in a place where poor people got um, state health care. And so I learned I learned from what I was experiencing. I learned by asking questions and sometimes it's hard to ask those questions. And To be honest, Google can be your friend in finding mental health programs that are free to use for the public or um, like, I'm sorry, I'm like fumbling. I know what I want to say, but it's not coming out. You're fine. Use your free resources. Yeah. The internet, your library, things like that. If you're wanting to learn, st- 
study psychology. A hundred percent. For me, um, you know, Amber had the class and things like that. I had experience. Um, not personal experience, but um, family members that I had had depression. Um, people that I have dated had depression, suffered really bad from it. I have ADHD. My little brother has Asperger's syndrome and ADHD. Um, you know, there's so there's that whole thing. I've been surrounded by mental health disorders my whole life, essentially. Um, <clears throat> so it wasn't something that I really studied as much as I just kind of absorbed and learned what I needed to do and where I needed to be. And I'm still learning what to do and how to do things from a, for my family members when they need me, because just because one depressive episode they want me to stay away doesn't mean that the second one or three times from now in their depressive episodes they won't want me near. You know, they have questions for me. They may just want me to listen. Okay, well, the next time in the same depressive episode, they may want answers. So there's no re- – you can, you can read up on it. You can study it as much as you want. You know, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is there's no real way to know how to help or how to deal with it, even yourself, until it's there. Yeah, and boundaries will definitely help you and the, with um, knowing what's okay, to, how far you're, you're able to express what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I do have this advice. Remember, have this resources in our libraries. We're able to go to support groups to talk with. I know you have to look up the time and date for those support groups and see if they're free. They normally are, but there's normally support groups around your town, around your cities, in your states. They're always willing to help you out for free. Mm-hmm. So, um, unfortunately, Ham, um, I have got to cut out. I have something else that I need to do tonight. Um, so I, I unfortunately have to bounce. Um, it's all right. The podcast is going to end in seven minutes anyway, so it's okay. not any bad timing. <laughs> all righty. Um, perfect time. <laughs> well, real quick, do you mind if I plug some stuff real quick? Uh, I was going to plug you anyways. Okay. Yeah, go for go it. Ahead. And I'll just uh, okay. Um, so, guys, uh, real quick, just like I mentioned, I have to bounce out. Um, my name is Casper. You can find me pretty much anywhere: Discord, uh, Discord, Xbox, Twitch, TikTok, any of that stuff. C zero S P three R T H three G H zero S. Come hang out. I'm trying to throw some TikToks up. I'm actually going to throw one up here in a little bit as well. Um, streaming wise is kind of sporadic as I have my two year old and I have a new six week old. Um, so that is kind of taking up my life right now, but I will be getting back into streaming soon. 
I do have a, we mentioned earlier that I do charity streams. I have a charity stream coming up November 14th. That's for Gamers Outreach Foundation. Um, you can come on over to my Discord. Ham can drop an invite to that if he wishes. Um, come on over, hang out. Um, love to have you guys. We do have even have a room on my Discord channel where if you need to talk, if we need to let some stuff out, you're more than welcome to there. Um, the Discord's kind of quiet, but there's always somebody around to talk to if you if you really want. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Oh, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Remember, this was all Casper's idea. He's the charity streamer. He's the best person you'll ever find. He's a modest, that far. modest. Did I, did I pronounce it right? <laughs> modest. Modest. Yeah, modest, modest uh, ghost. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. I would. I wouldn't go that far on some of that stuff, but yeah. Anyway, thank you guys. Um, coming, hanging out. Ham, thanks for having me, Amber. I will see you guys yeah. later. Talk to you later, dude. Have a good one. You Take well. care. Yep. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Honestly, I don't want any of my stuff plugged because I, I don't post enough on stuff that I do. So <laughs> I'm totally fine with not listing any of the stuff I do. Uh, it's fine. Here's the funny thing. The podcast would end in five minutes, so... If you want, this could be the chill time, you know, to, de- to talk about what we learned or just random story time. <laughs> Honestly, this entire time while I've been doing the podcast, I've been playing Pokemon on our emulator. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been multitasking. And I'm trying to um, level up my Pokemon before I have them fight Brock. <laughs> uh, I've I done that uh, Nuzlocke on Emerald. Pokemon Emerald. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep getting my butt whooped at the Elite Four. Oof. The funny thing is, uh, I get to the end and then my last Pokemon normally dies. That always sucks. Here's the funny thing. Guess what my last Pokemon was? Pikachu. No. Oh, I had a Bidoof. A Bidoof? <laughs> he was my HM slave. I caught him like at the beginning, and I thought it would be funny to bring him along. I didn't even evolve him. He had the pickup ability, and... The Badoof was the best person you'll ever meet because he was shiny and I called him God. <laughs> yeah, at the last one, my starter Pokemon, uh, Torchic, who evolved all the way to the last evolution, dies. Yeah, Blaziken died. And then Badoof's the last person. I'm like, oh, how am I going to beat this dragon trainer? Oh, wait, Badoof knows Ice Beam from HM. <laughs> So he knocks out four Pokemon by himself, and there's one. It's him and the. I forgot the shark Pokemon. I know the name. Carmarina or Sharpedo? One of the two. Not Sharpedo. It evolves from Gibble. 
Oh, um. Garchomp. Yeah, it was Badoop versus Garchomp. Garchomp was too fast and killed him. <laughs> I mean, sadly, Garchomp was at 10 HP. If I gave him a quick claw, uh, Badoof would most likely have won me the Nuzlocke. He was the Bieber Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I evolved him, I could have won, but I chose to have a weak Pokemon with the stats of 200, 300, compared to this dragon Pokemon with, like, 500 stats. That is both funny and painful to my soul. I mean, uh, the Bieber Messiah took out a bunch of people before his death, so... He he was worth every every XP and sweat I gave him. Yeah. Him. Well, I wanted to say thanks for having me since we're like only a few seconds to the end. <clears throat> oh, it was an honor having you and Casper. All right. Talk to you next time, right? All right. This would be us logging off. Have a good one, guys. And Bye. Amber, have any last words? Um, stay safe, stay awesome, and look out for each other. And this is Ham signing off. Have a good one. Bye.